0: Hello and welcome along to the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill, he's Ewan Cameron and what a week it's been in Scottish football since last we spoke. I'm sure there's a few things that we'll bring up from last week's podcast that Ewan Cameron said and... It's,
1: it's not quite whoa, worked whoa, out whoa, the whoa, way whoa, 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 that you whoa. thought it would work out whoa hold on a wee second why are we bringing up stuff that I said last week
0: well because actually I was going to go through some of the comments that we got from last week because I like doing that so remember you can get us anytime on YouTube now so you just yeah. uh, type in Clive one ssb at the top make sure you're subscribed to the page so you'll get all the Super Scoreboard videos and you'll get our videos as well and obviously we are on all the usual podcast places as well but I like reading out the comments from YouTube as well um, let's see what we've got here Um, a lot of angry Rangers fans I suspect can Ewan please stop predicting Rangers to win because when he's 100% about something he's normally wrong which I was yes you were wrong Mm -hmm. Um, Ben says that you've got a catchphrase I have a catchphrase Ewan there's something fundamentally wrong Cameron (laughs)
1: There is you, at Hearts.
0: You, you do, you say that. I do that. say that a lot. I've never noticed that, but you do say it a lot. There's I do say it a lot, wrong. And,
1: but there is something fundamentally wrong at Hearts, Aberdeen and Rangers. Uh, hello to
0: Paul Doherty, says, Wow, how is how is Cameron still on the radio? Been slavering utter pish for years and making a living out of it. Fair play to him, I suppose. So there you are. Uh, Gordon Wood says, Show is five stars. Good Thank lad. Thank you very much, Gordon. Thanks, Gordon. Until Ewan starts talking about rugby. Can Stephen and <laughs> producer John get someone like Mark Wilson or someone from Super scoreboard pundit pool and as a sub for Ewan whenever the the Rugby World Cup starts until it's done. So it starts on Friday, I think. Yeah. So this will be Ewan's last podcast for the next few weeks. Uh, Andy Taker says, Ewan can't hide his Celtic bias. What? Um, He's only kidding though. Uh, But seriously, how can anyone say Dunna Cantwell in reference to diving when Kyogo
1: has done multiple times each season he's been at Celtic. But again, I pointed out last week that Kyogo has been known to go down a bit easy, but Cantwell, since he's arrived in Scotland, isn't more often, in my opinion. Hello to Nicola as well, who comments every single
0: week about your um, agenda, Ewan. Eight players that played for Celtic versus St. Johnson won the treble, yet Ewan continues to blame injuries for Celtic. Pathetic excuses,
1: no Starfelt, no Carter Vickers, no Johnston, no Hatati. That's your backbone of your treble winning team. That's why I was making excuses for Celtic. The same I made excuses for Rangers in regards to having new players bedding them all in. Okay. Should we move on?
0: The way Stephen gets Ewan all tied in knots with his own takes is fantastic. That's from Average Jordan. Thank you very much, Average Jordan. Remember, you can leave your comments at any time under YouTube or you can tweet us as well, at Big Football Scott. A few of them have come in as well. See,
1: you're sitting there with a massive smile on your face and you know that I'm raging, right? Boys in Green
0: 88 said, has Ewan been raiding the wardrobe of a considerably younger man? (laughs)
1: I'm not in the mood for this pish, by the way. How, how do you know? I'm not in the mood for this because it's been an awful weekend mm-hmm. and I'm not a happy bunny. And I think that things need to change. And I know we're going to get to it very, very soon. But can we move away from the pish that you're talking about mm-hmm. and let's just talk about what we're, what's really the issue here. And, and it's not really and it's, the issue here? And it's not my hat. It's not the shirt that I'm wearing. It's not my mm-hmm. opinions on Celtic and Rangers. But um, we'll get to Hart Midlothian Football Club in just a wee second. And... Uh, nightmare that Stephen Naismith, but first I would just like to say that I have found something in Sainsbury's that I would recommend to everybody. It's not this bottle that I've got in my hand, but it's what's in the bottle. Okay, right. And in the bottle, it is a, a, a reddish liquid mm-hmm. and it's, um, I do like a diluting juice. Okay. And this diluting juice, my friend, is Vimto.
0: All right, okay. Have you had a
1: Vimto diluting just before? Uh, no, no, I haven't. No, 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 I love Vimto. I used to drink Vimto a lot when I was a kid with my fish and chips. That uh-huh. was that was a that was a drink of choice. It was it was, it
0: was either Vimto or Lil, it or, was
1: always, always or, or it could be Red Cola
0: or Red Cola. Red yes, Cola, exactly. but
1: um, Vimto. Um, diluting juice, I would highly recommend it to everybody. It tastes just like how you remembered. That's Vimto diluting juice. You get in all your good um, supermarkets.
0: Okay, there we go. That is the big Scottish football podcast sponsored by Vimto this week. That was I a hot remember. take. Kind of a hot take. Oh yeah, that was a hot take. Boom
1: actually, thing. Can we get a hot take? Boom. boom. Yes, yeah. exactly.
0: Where's the hot take? Boom.
1: We need a hot take. Boom, mate. Come on, producer John, do come your on, job.
0: Come on. Where's the hot take? Boom.
1: Where's the hot take? Boom. From my Vimto. <laughs> there we go. We
0: found the hot take. Boom. Well done. We got there Thank eventually. You. How
1: was your weekend, mate? It
0: was fine. Yeah, it was fine. I uh, watched all the football yesterday So literally, dry, unfortunately, literally did nothing uh, yesterday uh, Apart from watching the football So it was a, it was a nice chilled Sunday And now we were working on Saturday of course On the yeah. big Saturday football show mm-hmm. And I went wild swimming on Saturday morning Nice for you, yeah, is, lovely yeah. I, was, cool. I was painting my house Painting. What
1: color are you painting your house? I was just freshening up with um, a matte white. And is this um, on the
0: inside or the outside? No, the
1: inside of the house. So it's the living room and the hall. We painted me and my wife uh, a matte white. And what we've decided to do, and a lot of people have actually said, advised us not to do this, is to paint the staircase matte black. Oh. Well, it's 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 it's, it's, it's trending just now. Uh-huh. So the, the the railings of the staircase, I'm painting a matte black. A lot of people have recommended not to do that because apparently it picks up. Marks quite easily, and also if there comes a time where you don't want it to be matte Matt black, black, well, then there's it, that there's that point as well. But we're going to give it a go because we've got a grey carpet. And I think the contrast would be nice with the white walls. Ah, cool. Uh, that sounds
0: uh, terrible. Uh, anyway, in, t- in terms of the football. Um, we're obviously going to get to the weekend stuff in just a wee second. Yes, we um, are. Let's quickly mention the European stuff, first of all, because that happened a wee bit further away. Obviously. Do we have to do that as well? Uh, embarrassing for all the Scottish teams, uh, really, last week. Uh, Rangers getting absolutely right. Oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm going
1: to discount Hibs in this chat. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say it was embarrassing because. It, was,
0: up, it was only 3 0 and Aston Villa were playing their it, under 14 side. And, so. But
1: no, but we're talking about Aston Villa, like a premiership club who get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions each year. Hibs are buying players at 200 grand. So I'm going to discount Hibs from any criticism from that European game against Aston Villa. Their final was around before when they knocked out Luzerne, which was a brilliant result. But when it comes to Hearts, Aberdeen and Rangers, embarrassing, a disgrace.
0: losing 4-0 to Pauk. Shocking, shocking. Pauk who lost, uh, I think it was
1: Crete yesterday in the Greek League. Um, It's shocking. I mean, it's embarrassing. I mean, I thought that we were unlucky at Tynecastle against Pauk. That away performance, that's a firing offence.
0: Okay. But they hang on to him. Um,
1: and then he goes and does what he does at the weekend. We'll get to that in a second.
0: Rangers with a wee taste of things to come that happened yesterday. Um, so PSV absolutely <laughs> tore them to shreds. Again, embarrassing.
1: Embarrassing. And then, this is a Rangers team who just a year ago knocked them out. And, Aberdeen, beat, and beat them in Eindhoven 1-0. Aberdeen uh, lost at home. Again, I think
0: out of all, if I was ranking them, I wouldn't put Aberdeen as the top embarrassment um, because I do think... I think Haken are a pretty decent side. Oh, shut up. That That guy that played up front for them was very, Sadiq. very good. And he's just been sold for £4 million to yeah. his head. So he was decent. And they're also the Swedish champions as well. So, like, you know... you You generally don't win leagues if you're Stephen,
1: you cannot go to Pataudry and lose 3-1. You can't. You're 2-2. And the away leg, you've done the job, no, you've, done no, the tough, no, no, you've done the toughest part it was a of the really, game. It
0: was a really bad result. It was a really bad result. It was shocking. On it, another day, though, Aberdeen could have won. Aberdeen had m- lots of chances.
1: Miofsky misses yeah. a sitter at 2-1. He scores that, and then you might be having a different conversation. Just very Duke quickly, was 1-1 one one as well, and he misses as well.
0: Very quickly, obviously, the group stage draw has been made as well. Just very briefly, mm. tell me. If the Scottish teams are going to go through. So Celtic a Fire Lazio, Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. Are Celtic making it through to
1: the Champions League? Are they going into Europa League? Europa League. Or are they finishing it? It's bottom? between them and Fire Nord. I watched Lazio. Play against Napoli in Napoli, and they were breathtakingly good and beat them two one. Athletic Madrid didn't play at the weekend because it was really rainy in Madrid. So it it was a rain, yeah. There was a thunderstorm so coming, so they cancelled so the, the game. So the game against yeah.
0: Sevilla, uh, Rangers take on Limassol, Real Betis, and the grudge match against Sparta Prague. How do you yes. think Rangers
1: are going to do there? They will get out the group only if they get themselves a new manager.
0: Okay, and Aberdeen are in the Europa Conference taking on Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, HJK Helsinki, and Hearts opponents, Pauk. How are Aberdeen getting
1: on? Aberdeen fans will look forward to their days out in all these wonderful cities because that's as good as it's going to get.
0: So you don't even think... No. Nah. No chance in second? No,
1: nah, or third. Do
0: you, do you think they'll finish below HJK Helsinki? Unless
1: they get rid of Barry Robson and no got a chance.
0: Okay, okay, Right, so let's get on with the weekend stuff and we'll start... At Ibrox yesterday, it was Rangers versus Celtic, it was the first derby of the season, and there was a lot of build-up on this show last week. You said Rangers were favourites going into it. Now, Chris Boyd actually made a very interesting point yesterday, after the game. He said that Rangers were bouncing going into the game, despite the fact what happened against PSV during the week... But the reason Rangers were bouncing going into it wasn't because Rangers were playing particularly well, because they weren't. I mean, they beat Ross County. They were comfortable yeah. beating Ross County. But, you know, it was only two or three weeks ago that they were a goal behind in the second half against Morton, for mm-hmm. example. Rangers haven't set the heather alight this season. But the reason Rangers were bouncing wasn't because anything to do with what Rangers have done. It was because Celtic had been beaten by Kilmarnock in the League Cup and then dropped points against St Johnston in the League. Correct. So that was the reason that Rangers were were bouncing mm-hmm. going into that. Now, it proved yesterday that Rangers are a mile off Celtic. Celtic were nowhere near their best yesterday. No. It wasn't a particularly great game, I didn't think. But Celtic were so comfortable in that second half. So
1: comfortable. I think the start that Rangers have made this season, under Michael Beale, the embarrassment of losing to PSV Eindhoven, the way that they did, and then that defeat... To Celtic at Ibrox with no away fans. It's a cauldron of noise of 52,000 bears. And Celtic came. They played some decent football. They created the better chances. I mean, they could have killed the game off way before Rangers got themselves a half, half, uh, couple of half chances. And you're up against two centre-backs that have only played two games with each other. Liam Scales, who is probably 5th, 6th, 7th in the pecking order when it comes to centre-backs. I thought that those two were outstanding at the back. Michael Beale needs to be fired. For me, that's a firing offence. This week, for Rangers, has been a disaster. You look at their signings, Lammers. I'm not sure what his position is. Danilo, they spent, what was it, 6 million for him? They spent nearly 4 million to Italian side Criminese for Dessers. You bet with Morelos when he was eating pies. <laughs> Ryan Kent, you're missing him. You're missing Tillman, you're missing Cholak. So look at look at the front line, right? You've got Sakala, Tillman, Kent, Morelos and Cholak who were all there last year. Of, of, of the new signings, are they any better than any of them? Absolutely they, not. Absolutely not. And look at the money they've paid. They've backed Michael Beal. And it's not worked. It hasn't worked. And for a club like Rangers, when you spend that kind of money and you have that kind of investment, you want to see a return or you want to see something in their play, in their tactics, in their formation where you think, do you know what? There's something there. We'll give them time. There's nothing there. He doesn't know what his best living is. He doesn't know what his best team is. He doesn't know what the formation is, what the tactics are. I think that Michael Beale needs a bullet. So there's no way back. I think I think I think he's gone, and I'll I'll tell you another reason why I think he's gone. The Rangers fans have had enough already with Michael Beale. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, you've got the Heart and Hand podcast, who are a massive podcast within Rangers, screaming for him to go. They want him out. You've also got the Follow Follow website.
0: Yeah, you've got that favourite on your. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I, yes. I, I
1: don't listen. I keep an eye on all the forums, mm, right? Particularly ha- that one, yeah, right? Of course, and yeah. all the forums, and thousands of fans have cast their vote on whether Michael Beale should be sacked or to keep his job. 91.5% of Rangers fans on the Follow Follow website want Michael Beale sacked, they want him out, they want him gone. So, I think that James Bisgrove, the new chief executive, has got a massive decision to make here. They're going to have to put out some sort of statement because there's a lot of angry bears who are... Well,
0: you saw that at full time yesterday. Oh, well. you certainly
1: did, yes. Um, Glasgow Rangers should sack Beale first thing in the morning are just some of the messages that was seen on Twitter. And a lot of Rangers fans were screaming, Beal must go and to break the bank to get Graham Potter. Now, if, if if memory serves me right, did Celtic not try and get Potter and he turned them down? If 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 Potter turns down Celtic, there's not a chance in hell he's coming to Rangers. The mess that they're in just now. Because I don't even think Pep Guardiola's gonna get a tune out of those sign ins. So there's a lot of Angry Rangers fans out there, and I'm surprised that Bill's still in a job now, to be honest with you.
0: Wouldn't it be funny
1: if Derek McInnes got off of the job? <laughs>
0: <laughs> after, after, after seen last I know, week he's a bottler <laughs>
2: he's a
0: bottler. he's he, not forward I, thinking he, here's, here's, and you only
1: get offered a job at Rangers once <laughs> once I <in> know <laughs> um, here, here's another Rangers fan I've, I've, I've screen grabbed a few tweets that I noticed yesterday replying to some of the comments that I'd made about the game I've just unblocked a drain that was so full of shit but God knows what else I enjoyed it more than listening to that game today that are just Those are just some of the things I, that Rangers fans are saying just you know, And I know this is reactionary off the back of losing to your great rivals and you're at home and you are going into the game thinking that you've got a chance because Celtic haven't been great in their opening four games and they got knocked out of the League Cup and Chris Boyd was bang on. The Rangers fans are bouncing going into that game not because they were playing well because they thought Celtic were worse than them at the moment. Mm-hmm. And that was proved wrong. And we've been saying it on this podcast if Celtic are still top of the league and they're playing this badly. God help us all when they when they click and they 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 kick on and their best players come back to that team. No, Rangers no. have got issues and here's another thing, right? And I'm going to say it right now. Michael Beale is a very lucky manager. That Hearts are in an absolute mess themselves, than that Aberdeen are in an absolute mess because see if we weren't in a mess and Aberdeen weren't in a mess, you could actually sit here and go Rangers are struggling to finish second. But they'll get second because everyone else around them's absolute pish. Apart from Motherwell, who are joined top of the
0: league, who I said would finish third this season.
1: Kettlewell, can I can I give you some stats about Motherwell?
0: We'll get to Motherwell. Okay, we'll, we'll get, get to Motherwell I just want to hear a couple of things. If I was a Rangers fan, I would be concerned about all the things that you just said, obviously, I totally agree. But secondly... There's no style of football. Sorry, there is a style of football that Michael Beale is apparently implementing at Rangers, which is to hoof the ball forward, play off knockdowns, play for set pieces, play for corners. I thought they were desperate yesterday. Second half, I've never seen a bigger example of a team huffing and puffing Puffing, and doing nothing.
1: And do you know what? There was a lot of Celtic fans who were actually worried about this game against Rangers, and, and rightly so. I mean, they had it been great against St. Johnson, they weren't great against Kilmarnock. Um, and they thought that they might come away with a defeat. This is what happens, though, and we've spoken about this over the past week or so after
0: the uh, European performances last week, because we said, you know, Rangers got beat 5-1 with PSV, and had they beaten Celtic yesterday, everything would have been amazing again. Yeah, back to normal. This is the problem and. Because of where Rangers are, they're behind Celtic at the moment. It's more of a Rangers thing than a Celtic thing, but it works the other way around as well. This is the problem when your measurement of success is not how you do in Europe or bringing through young players and selling them on or, you know, uh, playing great football, scoring great goals or whatever. When your only measurement is finishing above the other team, this is what happens. Because that's why the Rangers fans were so bouncing going into the game on Sunday. They weren't thinking about themselves. They just wanted to beat Celtic, and then that was it. That would be amazing. Yeah, they'd, and, then, for, they, and, then, they, and then and then everything else is forgotten.
1: Right, because the the, the, and, and, the and,
0: and, and Celtic are guilty of that as well. And I, yeah. actually, I think it holds Celtic back in Europe and stuff as well because they're so obsessed um, with winning the league and finishing above Rangers. Yeah, that that's the only thing that matters. And because Rangers are further behind, I think it affects them more. Rangers are so obsessed. With beating Celtic and therefore beating Celtic to the league title.
1: That everything else comes secondary. That
0: nothing else matters. Yeah. That nothing else matters. See, and it goes back to, you know, and obviously things are easy in hindsight, but why did Rangers not sell Morelos when they got 20 million bid for him? Aye. Why did they not sell Kent when they got a £15 million yeah. bid
1: Leeds were sniffing around them and everything. Get yeah. them
0: out and that means you've got £35 million to play with but they obviously thought to themselves if we sell them then we won't beat Celtic this season and that's more important than having money in the bank to reinvest to buy better players further yes. down the line. Yes. And it's, it's, it's all sort of self-fulfilled. The second thing I was going to say there about um, Celtic and I think Chris Boyd said it uh, yesterday on the Sky Sports coverage Rain- that's Rangers team. Rangers did all their business early. Ah, that's it. Got it. That, that's their team now. Yeah, that's not Celtic's team. No, there's about four or five players there that are going to come in and improve that Celtic. Correct, side and make them better. And we and, and we're, they and won at a canter and yesterday And we're
1: yet to see what their new signings are going to offer as well. Yes. They've got they've got depth within their squad that you can call upon. That's going to make a difference to that team. You know that. We can all see that.
0: Just just to round things off then, uh, Celtic, we've spoken a lot about Rangers there, Celtic will be absolutely delighted with that, because I think they were going into that, where we spoke about last year, uh, last week I should say, Brendan Rodgers was under pressure on Sunday. Yes, um, he was. And had the result been the other way, we would have been sat here having a completely opposite conversation, I suspect. Yeah. Um, but I think Celtic will be thinking, well, you know, we've got half a team That's still to come into this starting 11. Once we get going after the international break, they'll probably get another two or three players back after that. That's worrying for the rest of Scottish football.
1: All the problems are at Rangers. That's it. It's as simple as that. Rangers have got so many issues, and it all stems from the main man, and that's Michael Beale. He's got it wrong. He's not a manager. He's a good coach. He's probably a good number two. He's not a football manager. He might be good at the FIFA. He might be good at the championship manager on the computer. But he ain't a man manager. He ain't a football manager. And what I thought was impressive yesterday is that Celtic were missing four or five key players. Those two centre-backs, particularly Liam Scales, a colossus. Yeah. Everything that was thrown at him, was he was outstanding yesterday. I thought Callum McGregor in that first half strolled it. It was Pirlo-esque. Do you know what I mean he just ran it? No, it was like a conductor standing there. McGregor, just, oh, he was superb. McGregor, I, second I, half. I'll, listen, I'll give Beale a wee bit of credit. He put roof on McGregor in the second half, and McGregor didn't have as much of an influence in the second half as he did in the first. But this, this is this is this is this goes back to my point about Michael Beale. You know McGregor and how good a player he is. If you give him space and time, he's going to run the show. You've got to know that before the game starts, not after 45 minutes when you're already 1-0 down, and then you go and try and stop McGregor. What an idiot. He got that wrong. He got the whole day wrong. Everything about yesterday was wrong.
0: I also thought that uh, on the other end of the scale, I thought Rogers got it right in well, terms did. of his tactics totally. as well. percent I, I think I think Rogers uh got, got his own. And, spot and on. you look
1: look at the breakaways at Celtic had. They could have killed that game off earlier exactly. er, earlier than them. I
0: was just gonna say about Cal McGregor. Now I've been thinking for the past two or three weeks. You know, Carl McGregor hasn't been playing very well, and there's been a lot of Celtic fans going, we don't know what's wrong with him, what's happening. Yesterday, as you say, particularly the first half, I thought he was absolutely outstanding, which is great for Scotland as well, with the games coming up over the next ten days or so. So, um yeah, so bill Bale is is so so he,
1: for me so, for, so, so you're I, James Bisgrove, what are you doing this morning? Well, he should have been sacked. I think you got to sack him. I and a lot of people are going are you having a laugh you're only four games in a new season It's no four games in a new season the boy's been in charge for nine months okay he's won one big game
0: I, I and again I made this point last and week and that was a
1: game where Celtic had already won the league so it wasn't a big game so forget that and it was at Ibrox as well in front of your own fans so forget that that's that's irrelevant he's yet to win a big game now I know that James uh, McFadden made a really good point yesterday Rangers will be, on paper, favourites to win that League Cup now that Celtic are out of it. And that might be his saving grace. Is that where Rangers are right now? Because Celtic are out of a cup, you might actually win something. Rangers are bigger and better than that. And they're bigger and better than Michael Beale. He's had his chance. He's screwed it up. If I'm Biz Grove, you need to make a big decision here because you're looking at some influential Rangers fans and a big block of Rangers fans who don't want him in charge. They've seen enough, they want somebody new in the club managing their football team, and it's not Michael Beale.
0: Okay, let's move on to happier things then. It finished Hartsnill, Motherwell won uh, yesterday, so Motherwell. They're romped towards uh, the title at this stage. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, it goes on. Uh, we'll get to the hearts in just a wee second. And what you and I said: Have you got the stats there about Stuart Kettlewell? You said Unbelievable you
1: some stats. Stat. So
0: obviously he came in last season, taking over for um, uh, Stevie Hamill. And
1: you ready for this?
0: Yeah, and I, I, I think you said on this podcast that he was the wrong appointment. But um, I think I, I'm not going to dig you up too much about this because you're about to read out some stats.
1: So. Stuart Kettlewell since walking in the door at Motherwell three defeats in 24 matches undefeated away from home in that time as well and he's got a 66% win rate that's
0: very very impressive and, and here's another thing wait, wait 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 that's, get, why, it, that's why Motherwell going to finish
1: it, it gets better than that points achieved in the league since Stuart Kettlewell took charge of Motherwell Celtic 42 Motherwell second on 40.
0: Very impressive.
1: Think about that for a second. Celtic 42, Motherwell 40. They're two points behind Celtic in the league title race. <laughs> if if the league started with Stuart Kettlewell was put in charge. I mean, that is unbelievable stats. Yeah. And I thought, having watched the extended highlights of the game yesterday, Motherwell deserved their three points. Motherwell were far better than Hearts. They played the better football. Blair Spittle in the middle of the park ran the show. Hearts were embarrassing. We'll get to Naismith and the the Mitchell brothers in just a second. But M- Motherwell, all the, the way, all the plaudits go to Motherwell.
0: They've got a title decider against St Mirren in their <laughs> next match, Motherwell at <laughs> Fir Park. Um, then they play Rangers the week after that. Where's that about? Is that Ibrox? Ibrox? And then they play Celtic the week after that for park. So
1: so that's a big test of title when, credentials. When we
0: get back from the from the international break there's three big matches for Motherwell. If they can get if they can stay unbeaten through those three matches then Motherwell are in a very very good position for having a great season. Very Thanks. strong Chappelle, position. Will, and, doing a brilliant
1: and, job. and and why won't they? I mean yeah. look at the stats I've just read it you. I mean nothing's to nothing suggesting to me that they're going to just su- suddenly fall away mm-hmm. because they've not done it yet. So, yeah, fair play to Kettlewell, fair play to Motherwell. They have an identity and they're very good at what they do and they just never give up. And they've put their bodies on the line yesterday. They were outstanding.
0: Stuart Kettlewell um, <coughs> was um, down to the final two for the Dunfermline job and they gave it to John Hughes. So, <laughs> oh, oh, that's got to hurt. Just a wee bit. Oh, me. To be fair, I'm happy, very happy with James McPague now. So, no, no, um, no,
1: but at that time. At
0: that time, I know, I
1: know. Oh, Stephen. Uh, but it wasn't me. I didn't make the decision. You said John can Hughes I, would keep can, us up. Can I, I'm allowed to talk about this now. You phoned me, I remember you phoning me on the Friday, saying I've just done an interview with John Hughes before it was officially announced. Do you remember that conversation when you phoned me up? Yeah. Uh huh. And did you know then that it was between those two? Yeah. Yeah. And were you happy that Hughes got it ahead of Kettlewell <sighs> to, to at honest, that time? I, I wouldn't say
0: I wouldn't say I was fussed either way, to be honest with you. Like I, I, but, I, I, but the I, job but
1: the job I, he did at Ross County suggests he was a better candidate than Yogi Hughes. Well, no,
0: if you remember correctly, Ross County sacked Stuart Kettlewell and brought John Hughes in, and John Hughes kept him up. Kept him up, so he did. Ah, so he did. So yes. I, to be honest, I, I wasn't I can't sit here and and be a liar and say I was gutted that Stuart Kettlewell didn't get the job because I wasn't. Yeah. Um I mean I wasn't particularly happy that John Hughes had got the job for various reasons, but I, I was just like it is what it is. Aye,
1: you know. But anyway, well done to Kettlewell. Well, well, done, to well Kettlewell. done to Motherwell. Great result and Hurts, thoroughly deserved.
0: Uh, you said on the podcast last week you need to give Stephen Nasmith 10 games.
1: Um, but I, I I did, again, just want to remind you, you're very good. And a, P- producer John, who's in the other sh- studio listeners just now, he put a clip last night and clips can be quite deceiving because... I don't think there was anything deceiving. You no, know, there was it. something deceiving. And I'm going to have words with him about this. Right. Okay. Uh, what was deceiving about it, Ewan? Listen, you, listen to what I've got to say here. Right. right. If you listen back to that podcast, yes, you're right. What I did say <laughs> was that you need to give him 10 games. But I also... There was a caveat to that. Mm-hmm. I said, but this coming weekend, we need to beat Motherwell or questions will be asked. Right, so is it, ten said, ga- is,
3: say,
0: it is it 10 games so, so, so or the weekend? It, is it
1: 10 games or is it just right. what happens okay, at the weekend? Right. So so is it as is
0: it, is I said Sh- that. As I sit, surely that negates your point then. Of ten I, games.
1: Is, no I doesn't. I said that when I when, when when he first got the job, when he first got the job, I said you need to give me the first 10 games. And I was sticking to that last week, but I did say, and I caveated that with, if we lose to Motherwell, he needs to go. I did say that on the podcast last week. So
0: what you're saying just now is Stephen Naismith in his job as assistant technical manager, directing, um, chief scout, putting out the cones, putting out the cones, should be should be gone. He's that. So so again. James Bisgrove is busy this morning sacking Michael Beale and Anne Budge is busy sacking Stephen Naismith this morning and Frankie I'd like Ma-
1: I'd like to think so. Okay. I'd like to think so, yes. What about with, Frankie? What about
3: Frankie?
1: Frankie McAvoy. Yeah. A lot of them. The Mitchell brothers and Stephen Naismith Gordon m- Forrest. need sacked. All of them. The lot of them. He, and here's here's the problem at Hart and Midlothian Football Club right now. We there's, have no, There's I, something fundamentally wrong.
0: Are, are you saying there's something fundamentally wrong? Just to clarify.
1: Um, what I what I'm going to say is this. Right, okay,
0: get ready, get ready with the hot take. Uh-huh, here, I think, I think
1: uh-huh. this is going to be a hot take one. No, there isn't a hot take in it at all. Okay, right. Um, there are
0: something fundamentally wrong.
1: Hugely. Would you say those problems? fundamentally wrong? Right, not just fundamentally wrong. We're talking there's a there's a huge fundamental problem here. Right. Okay. So okay. It's, it's if we okay. were to wrap it up, right? You would if say we, no, it's if we're fundamentally not wrapping up. Can I just say what I've got to say first of all? Right. <laughs> From the very top. To the very bottom, Hart and Midlothian Football Club are a basket cl- case. We are all over the place. I don't I don't know who we are, what we are. Fundamentally wrong. Everything is wrong. Sporting director Joe Savage, right? Sporting director Joe Savage. You, you know, is he not in charge wait, of building the squad that you said sh- sh- I'm gonna let me just finish what I've got to say? Sporting director Joe Savage. Instead he... Pissing up with the fans in Greece and dancing about like a guinea jet. Do your job. Do your job. Well, wait a minute.
0: Wait a minute. No, I, no, 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 no. No, I'm going to come in here because you said that um, Hearts have got a really good squad. Joe Savage is in charge
1: of signing the players. He's doing his job. Wait a minute. Sec- wait a second here.
0: There's... So, what's, so what's him got to... Wait a, what's him wait a second. with the fans got to do with anything?
1: Chief Executive Andrew McKinley. He sat... Was it a day or two after Robbie Nielsen was sacked? And he sat in front of the media and he sat there like lord of the Bucking manor Where he's, he's ventor well, well, was, he was it was quite was it ventor yeah. he was sat there which, which is was, fundamentally he was, wrong he was sat there in ten with the media in front of him and he had this open discussion about why they'd got rid of Robbie Nielsen. And he was sat like that with his bottle of water and, he'd open it might, it might, might and he was opening it up. Might have been gentle. And he was pouring into the, the glass might and he was sucking it away might and he was sitting thirsty? there and he was going, Joe, have we made this decision? But we put Naismith in and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm confident, confident, he looked at the cameras. I'm confident we'll get Third. We'll, we'll get into those European positions. We'll be fine. We'll be playing European Conference League. We'll get guaranteed group stage football. You said that as well. Wait, shut up. You Let said me finish what I'm saying. You literally right? said that. So... Yeah, because I still believed at that point Aberdeen were nowhere near as good as hearts. Right, okay. Right. So, so wait, my, he, wait, wait a wee second. So Andrew at, McKinley sits in front go of going, Naismith, you. Stephen Naismith, Andrew McKinley's going, Stephen Naismith, Naismith and McAvoy and the other boy, whatever his name is we're going to get you into Europe. Don't you worry about it. Nielsen's gone. Hearts fans, you want Nielsen gone? We've got rid of him. Don't you worry. We're, we've put the man in place that's going to get you third spot in the league. We're going to have group stage football for you next season. What happened? We just scraped fourth on the last day of the season with a 1-0 narrow victory against Hibs. So Andrew McKinley, the chief executive of Heart of Midlothian Football Club, you gave Stephen Naismith the job because you believed that he and the Mitchell brothers would get us into Europe. He failed. Failed! Why is he still in a job? He failed in his first task as Hearts manager, as Hart's technical director, to, to, to fulfil the wishes of the board. So Andrew McKinley, I'm asking you the question today. Why is Stephen Naismith in the job Today, why was he given the job when he failed to get us into Europe? Why? Why? Okay. okay. Why? Right. Right? Couple so the- wait, see, when you failed to get us into Europe, he should have been sacked at the end of the season and a new manager brought in and okay. he didn't. And I said when he appointed... Um, I'm getting angry now. See, when he appointed Stephen Naismith as manager, I was really against it. I was fucked off. You need the beat machine first because I'm pissed off. You know how pissed off I was. I did not want it anywhere near Hart's top job. I said, keep him around the club. Mm-hmm. Let him coach the under 18s, under 21s, whatever it is. Good boy to have him the club. Great. He's done a decent job, whatever he does. Blah, 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 blah. Throws the cones out. I don't know. But he was not to be the manager. I did not want him to be the manager. And do you know who's to blame for him being the manager right now? Not just Andrew McKinley, the chief executive, and not just Ann Budge, who runs the club, but the fans. Fucking Hearts fans. were like going, yeah, we'll take Naismith. This is an untested, untried manager with no experience in a top job at Hearts. We're talking about one of the biggest clubs in Scottish football and you want to give it to Stephen Naismith, who doesn't even have his badges. and need to concoct this pish with him and McAvoy to manage in Europe. It's an embarrassment. He should never have been given the job. And I, and I blame some of the Hearts fans for that because they were quite happy taking the Smith. And this is the problem that you have, is that chief executives and people like the sporting director Joe Savage will keep an eye on what Jambos Kickback will say. They'll have a look at what Twitter has to say and they'll go, well, they're all quite happy with the idea of getting Naismith. Let's just give them what they want. So you think that was the basis on Stephen Naismith getting the job? I. But, which I mean, to, I mean, which, which. my point is then is that Chief Executive Andrew McKinley and Sporting Director Joe Savage don't have a backbone. They don't have balls to make the decision that's right for the football club. That's why they get paid the money they get paid. Right. Stephen Naismith should never have been given that job in a million years. So, just He to, needs sacking.
0: Right, we've got that. Um, just to summarise a couple of things. I, I'm, I'm ready to move on because I've had enough of it. No, no, but I think we need to summarise a few things here. So... You, you're you saying that Stephen Naismith was appointed on the basis that Joe Savage looked at Twitter and Jambos kicked back and thought, ah, he'll
1: do. The fans were happy with the... Uh, l- listen. So 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 No, wait a minute. So you're blaming the fans for this one? The fans have a huge so, influence when of, a manager I, I, gets I, of, sacked. Of course they do, but you're right? blaming the fans for this one. No, I'm not... No, no, I'm, listen, Stephen, like Steve, Stephen.
0: Jo- Joe Savage and Andrew McKinley you're saying that their recruitment process was the basis of let's go into Twitter and see what's happening. Let's go into Jambos Kickback and see what's happening. That's what you've just said there. Thirdly, you, you have you, to- you, you're right in saying, I'm going to agree with you, you weren't enamoured with Stephen Naismith being appointed as Hearts manager. Correct. You, you it Wouldn't it have been your choice? You're no. completely correct in saying that. You said it on this podcast. However, you were saying as soon as seven days ago that he
1: needed 10 games in charge. So, things change, Stephen. Well, clearly. Things change and I'm raging. Clearly. I'm raging. You look at St Mirren, you look at Motherwell and you look at the job that Robinson and Kettlewell are doing with nowhere near the budget that Hart and Midlothian Football Club have got. Just
0: wanted to say, pick and you and up f- on that as well. The
1: football that we are playing is atrocious. Now, I'm going to say this, right? I still think we've got the basis of a decent squad there.
0: Which is, you're going to give Joe Savage the credit for that because that's his job. He built his No, I'm,
1: I'm not giving anyone credit just now. They've all messed up. They've all screwed but up. But you just said I, they've got a decent There are players there that have been signed that By are not Joe good Savage. enough. That are not good enough. Mm-hmm. they are not good enough. Right? So he's made mistakes. I made a number of mistakes. The chief executive, Andrew McKinley, sat there with his bottle of vimto telling us that Stephen A. Smith was going to get sent to Europe. He you, made a huge error. You said on the podcast
0: after... Robbie Nielsen had been sacked, that Hearts would still finish third. Because I believed it. So you're, I sa- believed you're it. saying nothing different from I, what Andrew but, McKinley did. But, but again, Stephen, you're, have, you're but, having to go at Andrew but, but, Stephen, but, but I'm saying exactly but, but, what you said. But
1: Stephen, so yeah, but my point is this, why did Naismith still get the job? Why didn't McKinley give him the job when he failed to fulfil you didn't say
0: that you wouldn't have sacked him Steve. at the end of the season
1: though yeah, you didn't, didn't say that but Stephen I didn't want him in the job and I know that right so but, I didn't, but then I, you I, said, you I, said I, you've got I, to give I, him a chance on the big Saturday football show you I, said, I, I said no no I said we cannot give him the job we can't give him the job I, and when, I, and and when he got that. the job I was like I don't want him in the job but he's got a job you need to give him the first 10 games of the season
0: right okay that's fine so what you're saying is I was, Andrew McKinley should have ignored you and just sacked him at the end of the season yes anyway. So you yeah. should have ignored what you were no, saying? No,
1: no, 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 Stephen, no. See, Stephen, you're putting words in my mouth here, right? No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Steve, Andrew McKinley should never have given Stephen Naismith the job, which I, 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 get, right, I, get, right. I get that, I get so, that. Yeah. And I said, at the, at the end of the season, well, they hadn't made their decision yet on who was getting the job and they were interviewing that boy, Sifuentes, or whatever his the name boy is. The
0: signed with Rangers in
1: the midfield, Oh, yeah. what's his name? The Spanish boy that's in um, oh, Norway. Uh, 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 Del Bosque. Um mm. there's a Spanish Lewis boy in Norway that we, were, that we interviewed. And yes. And man. I wanted him. Do you remember yeah. I wanted him? And yeah, I thought I whoever him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And see when they announced that it was Stephen Naismith, I was raging. Absolutely raging when they announced that Stephen Naismith was getting the job. But, and then I said off the back of that that it's only fair that as a heart supporter mm-hmm. that you give them the first 10 games of the season and then you take a judgment from so, there. J- j- I don't j- need to wait for 10 games. As right. it stands right now, one, Hearts Hearts are going to struggle to get in the top six. One, two, three... Four. Four games you've played so far this season. So, so the, re- the the Hearts board have screwed up on many occasions over the course of the last six, seven months and they've got a big decision to make. And again, I went on it jambles. Kick back again and the majority of the Hearts fans want Naismith gone. Okay,
0: right, let's move on because we've only spoken about two games in the first 35 minutes of this podcast. So uh, let's move on to Kilmarnock versus Ross County at the weekend. Great win for Kilmarnock. Simon Murray with the only goal. Ross Laidlaw making a couple of very, very big important saves. One from the penalty and then a brilliant one from a header from a set piece as well to make sure that Ross County won all three points. And that means Ross County are up to fifth in the table. They've actually jumped above Kilmarnock uh, in the table. They're up to fifth. We'll also get to the Kevin Clancy VR. nightmare yeah. that he had on Saturday as well in VRWTF. WTF. Elsewhere, Dundee, two goals up cruising at McDermott Park against St Johnston. But then, St Johnston showed a bit of dig showed a bit of grit showed a bit of determination and two leg goals means they get Another point after picking up a point
1: at Celtic last week. Dundee battered them. And Dundee. Dundee
0: sh- should have scored when it was 2-1. Correct. And when it was 2-0. They missed two sitters. They missed and they that, would have killed but it. Tiffany
1: on the left, he's a good player.
0: Tiffany's a very good player, he's obviously for Partick Thistle over the summer. Uh, Dundee up to sixth place with that point. St. Johnson remained bottom with two points alongside Aberdeen. Who got beat yesterday from Hibs 2-0 managerless Hibs David Gray in charge it was Lafond- uh, Lafondra and Dodge with the goals and in terms of the sack race who's going first Ewan Cameron Michael Beale Stephen Nesmith or Barry Robson
1: all three club supporters want their managers gone who's going first well, from a personal point of view, I want Naismith not gone. Yeah. I want him to still be part of the club. I don't want to be manager.
0: The next match for Hearts is Aberdeen at Tynecastle. <laughs> El Sacchio.
1: It's happened five games into the season. Is is that similar to the game that Goodwin played against Johnston when it was Aberdeen versus Hibbs? I mean, I think so. It could be.
0: I, again, and I, this goes back to what I was saying about um, Rangers and Celtic measuring their success by only finishing above one other person. Aberdeen finished third last season because hearts were rotten. Imploded. Hibs were rotten last mm-hmm. season. It wasn't a good standard last year. No, Aberdeen were, you know, understandably really happy with finishing third because it guarantees the money and group yep. stage football and all the rest of it. So I totally accept that. But Aberdeen weren't very good last season. No. They ground out results under Barry Robson. Yep. And now... I don't think Barry Robson is the man to take Aberdeen forward. If I were uh, Dave mm-hmm. Cormack this morning, I'd be sacking Barry Robson as well.
1: Aye, and that's that's unbelievable. Here we are four games in. We're talking about Barry Robson with the Aberdeen fans are raging at him. Hearts fans are raging at Naismith and the Mitchell brothers. And you've got the Rangers fans who are raging at Michael Beale. <laughs> who
0: do you think is going to last the longest, though, out of the three of them? Because as, as much as you, you say that Michael Beale needs sacked, I can't see that happening for a wee bit yet. I think he'll probably get another month or two because he has spent all well, that money and they kind of have to back him a wee bit. So I don't think they're going to sack Bill immediately. I just don't think that's going to happen. However, Hearts versus Aberdeen in a couple of weeks' time is huge. That
1: could determine who stays if, and who
0: if goes. If there's a thumping either way,
1: yeah. or any defeat for that matter,
0: then I think that either manager must be on really, really sticky wickets just now.
1: That's that's a game I'd like to go to now, actually. Yeah,
0: well, we'll we'll be on there in the big Saturday football show. It's a Saturday three PM kickoff. So, um, just Aberdeen, so, so, Aberdeen so, so, were
1: poor yesterday. Oh, they were terrible. And, and Barry Robson and his his media conference afterwards went, "Oh, we were tired after Thursday." Hold on a wee second. Hibs also played on Thursday as well, and they made the journey up to Aberdeen. Scott Brown sacked by Fleetwood yesterday. Is he going to turn up at Easter Road? Him and Neil Lennon dream team don't know how much a dream team that is to be honest it'd be
0: entertaining it would be entertaining but i don't know how much a dream team i'm just hoping i'm hoping that
1: hibs just appoint a good manager (laughs) like i just like it is you know what the sideshow that scott brown and neil lennon on the sidelines i mean it would be funny but i I think i
0: I think hibs need to if if hibs appointed a decent manager they've got a good chance of finishing third like, that's, that's how... Well, same with Hearts. That's how poor the league is. Same uh, with Hearts. Yeah. Same with Aberdeen. Yeah. I just think that there's there's a dearth of but, what, what? managerial talent but, but in Scotland. But, but it's
1: really strange. you got two huge clubs in Hearts and Aberdeen and we're given the top job to untested managers. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's crazy. When uh, you think about it, it's crazy. One final game in the Premiership. Livingston won. St Mirren won. Um, so St Mirren remain undefeated. Eight games undefeated. Uh, or eight games without a loss I should say Uh, Livingston will be absolutely spewing losing that goal uh, because it looked like they'd won it
1: I spoke to a couple of people who who, um, are involved at St Mirren and they're lying to me about that pitch disgrace atrocious were the two words used Okay, well they got out without a defeat so uh, not too bad. eh? So
0: Celtic top of the pile Motherwell in second place St Mirren dropped down to third then it's Rangers Ross County Dundee Livingston Hearts in eighth Kilmarnock ninth Hibs tenth eh, after their first win and points of the season at Petaudry yesterday Aberdeen currently sitting second bottom of the league and St Johnson propping everyone up and they are bottom at the moment after four games. Let's drop down into the championship both making it two wins on the spin beating the air United by two goals to one Dundee United also continuing their good form. 2-0 winners against Airdrie on Saturday. Uh, somebody took ill in the home end uh, on yeah. Saturday and there was a big delay to the kickoff. So uh, I've not actually had an update from that. Hopefully everyone is all right. Big, big attendance at Dundee United. 8,000. 8-odd thousand for Dundee United versus Airdrie which is uh, very promising for Jim Goodwin and of course they are top of the league now as well uh, Morton won Partick Thistle 4 big win for the Jags Inverness won Dunfermline won on Saturday really poor goal uh, for Dunfermline to lose first of all squirms through the keeper Yeah um, he's got then, to do better isn't he and then to be honest the Dunfermline equaliser was horrible defending for Inverness as well so 1-1 one, one all square there so Inverness get their first point of the season and what a game it was at Starts Park. Park Rovers 3 Queen's Park 2 now Queen's Park were down to 10 men with one of the most ludicrous sending-offs I've ever seen in my life How is that a sending-off? Like it was it was in pretty much in his own half And there was covering defenders It was it was a a stupid decision but anyway uh, I think Queen's Park were terrible with 11 players once they went down to 10 uh, they ended up uh, taking the lead and then Wraith Rovers obviously coming back and winning 3-2 so a cracking start to the season for the Rovers that means they are second place behind Dundee Night but on the same points Queen's Park dropped down to third Partick Thistle up to fourth Airdrie dropped down to fifth are both powering up the table now they're in sixth place on am than seventh uh, Morton also uh, down there as well in eighth same points as Air United Lee Bullen also probably in a sticky wicket as well they've had a really poor start to the season and Inverness getting their first point of the season but they remain bottom of the table in league one it was Al- one Cove Rangers nil big win for Falkirk on Saturday as well against Edinburgh City by two goals to nil. They're motoring along very nicely and top of the table. Kelty Hearts one, Annan one, late equaliser for Annan. Kelty will be disappointed with that. Queen of the South two, Montrose three, Marvin Bartley's Queen of the South experts at coming from behind, but they left it just a wee bit too much for themselves on Saturday, so it ended up in a defeat you, at Barmerston.
1: You, you look at them in their five games. there's no draws in there. It's either wins or losses for Queen of the South. And I I think that's the the kind of season they're going to have.
0: They've had to come from behind, I think, in almost every match as well. And then Sterling Albion 2, Hamilton 2. Hamilton were two goals up here. Sterling still um, only one defeat for them so far this season after coming up from League 2 uh, they're going along very nicely at fourth bank uh, so Falkirk top of the pile uh, same as Hamilton uh, but Falkirk have a better goal difference then it's still and Albion in third place in 10 points Queen and South in fourth Celtic Hearts just outside the playoffs in fifth in Alloam and Cove Annan and Edinburgh who are yet to get off the mark this season the only team in Scottish football without any points and finally in League 2 what a win for Bonnie Rig Rose 5-1 against Elgin City goalless between Clyde and Forford. Dumbarton 1-0 winners against the F- East 5 Stranraer 2-1 winners against Peterhead so that get in Strunrar! they are joint top of the table and the Spartans going down at home but to Stenhouse Muir it was a very very late winner for Stenney as well so the league table looks like this Bonnie Rigg cracking start to the season 3 wins 2 draws that's them on 11 points same record as Dumbarton and Stenhouse and Stranraer, I should say Stenhouse Muir just making up the playoff places on 8 points Spartans just out Side, along with Peter Head who are in 6th place on 7 points 4 for Clyde Elgin City and East Fife all on 2 points right time to go through the refereeing decisions at the weekend producer John
2: <laughs>
0: right let's get straight to Ibrox yesterday and it was the big one that everyone was talking about it was the Rangers goal that Roof scored now it was Dessers who was deemed to have fouled Lagerbielka um, on first viewing, I thought that's incredibly soft. Celtic have got away with one.
1: I thought that as well.
0: On the replay. Correct. I thought that's a foul. Correct. Um, and we can move on. And we can move on. I know it's a foul. some referees. Obviously, see, you know, see, I, I think if you're a Rangers fan, you're, you're upset. See, I, I totally get that. see
1: our pal, Des Roach, former yeah. top flight referee. I think Steve Conroy's in the same boat as him. They think it is a goal that should have stood but I disagree with them and I know they know better than me because they're former referees but as as has been proved yesterday referees do get things wrong and I think Conroy and I think Papa Roach have got this wrong Um, And I think Bobby Madden put a really good point forward when it comes to to that incident yesterday. From Bobby Madden, he
0: says, "Eh, live, like most people watching, I would never think a foul. Naturally, you think he's pissed it out on the ball and got caught on the ball. Uh, But when you have VAR and all the angles, you can't allow a goal when you have evidence like that. So Bobby Madden thinks that they got it right. And and the
1: reason they got it right, see if Dessers had touched the ball before Lagerbielka kicks the back of his leg, then that goal stands. But the and problem is, is about to clear the ball and he's impeded him, which uh, is then a foul. He's, he's
0: in the motion. He's in the motion
1: of clearing of it. And clearing he's impeded it. him without touching the ball and, and it's I, a foul. I
0: think it was James McFadden that said uh, on the Sky coverage yesterday as well, that's why the foul has been given. That is a
1: foul. By the way, did you see Neil McCann last night on Sports Day want to change the rules? this is the guy that preaches the rules to us week in and week out but he wants to change the rules for that decision shut up Neil okay so happy with
0: that alright move on okay doke. Um there was also Cantwell went down in the box
1: We later that? on oh no that's not a penalty oh, the, the shoulder barge where yeah. he got some treatment right. on his right, knee nah it's not a penalty oh, shoulder to shoulder is it no nah that's not a penalty for me uh, Todd Cantwell are you still sticking with the best player in Scottish football Not after yesterday. (laughs) Not (laughs) after yesterday. He
0: was absolutely anonymous yesterday. He
1: was anonymous. Uh, But again, I thought he's played out of position.
0: Livingston versus St. Mirren. He's a number 10. 1-1 1-1 Bruce Anderson goal ruled off for offside yes it was offside it was on just um, just offside, it was offside. Uh, not much happened in St Johnston versus Dundee despite the fact that Willie Collin was the referee there um, let's move on to Hearts versus Motherwell uh, two yellow cards for Paul McGinn uh, obviously VR can't get involved with the second yellow
1: the second uh, yes I mean um, who was it that was down the wing was it Tagawa I can't remember um, but yeah he wrestles onto the ground that's a yellow card
0: Aberdeen versus Hibs David Monroe was in charge Duke bought down in the Box by Miller Penalty initially given But then Overturned
1: Overturned Correct decision
0: Okay the big Duke one, went
1: down a wee bit Too theatrically for me
0: The other big one At the weekend Kilmarnock versus Ross County They oh. finished 1-0 To Ross County Kevin Clancy was in charge Kevin Clancy Had a nightmare So Ross County Have a penalty turned down After a VAR check When Finley Went through That's Murray, not a penalty
1: It's
0: not a penalty No
1: Then This is the one
0: Stuart Finley scores Kevin Clancy immediately blew for a foul on Brad Lyons to give the penalty. Yes. Now, it was a penalty. It was a foul. Yes. But had he not blown his whistle, Kilmarnock would have just scored and it would have been 1-1. It,
1: it turned out something like zero zero point two three seconds between him whistling and the goal being scored. If he just waited half a second, yep. he doesn't have that headache. No. And referees are encouraged to allow the play to continue for a certain amount of time before pulling it back. Why was he so quick to blow the whistle? Now, Michael Stewart's sports team was trying to make excuses for Kevin Clancy. There are no excuses. Let the play finish and then pull it back. That's what VAR's for. That's what VAR's for. You could let the play go, and if not, then you can pull it back and go, right, that's a penalty.
0: Now, what I would say is... Fair play to Kevin Clancy. It's easy to do it afterwards. He did apologise to Derek McInnes afterwards. Yeah, good on him. Um, and held his hand up and was like, yeah, I got that one wrong. Yeah. Which is, you know, you, you can't have a go at referees for... Um,
1: we'll make mistakes in life.
0: Everybody makes mistakes. I mean,
1: how many mistakes have I made on this podcast? Several. Exactly. Seven. I mean, so, I waited we Smith so. to get 10 games and I want sacked after four. A poor
0: weekend for Kevin Clancy. Right, let's move on and uh, what we're gonna do we're gonna put something in the bin or are we going to have a wee conspiracy what we' going in to the do? bin okay right okay let's find out what's in the bin
3: the big Scottish football podcast with
0: and you and Cameron. Ba, 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 ba. So every week on this show, we're going to bring out the Scottish football bin. And this season, we are going to fill it. It's filling up rapidly as well. So far in the bin, we have plastic pitches. We've got the question, who do you really support? And stadium burgers as well. On the last podcast, I nominated double bookings dished out. To defuse a situation, even though there's quite clearly one person who's the aggressor and the other person has just got caught up in it, and they're like, "I ah, will just book you both because that's what we do because we're shite bags." So, are they going in the bin? We need a drum
1: roll, please, Producer John. They have to go in the bin. I can't see any football fan not putting us in the bin.
0: We put it on at Big Football Scott. That's how you follow us on Twitter. You can vote for next week's as well once we set it up. But the results this week are. With 69% of the vote. Go on. Double bookings
1: are going in the bin. They're going in the bin. Get in the bin. Double booking. Brilliant result. That means, ah. that means everything up to this point has gone. Everything we've nominated has gone into the bin. Yes. So we've we've got a finger on the pulse of we Scottish do. football. We do. We totally do. However. Well, I do. What I'm about to put in the bin. No sure about you. Might split the nation. What is
0: your nomination this week, you and Cameron?
1: Right in the Scottish football bin this week, I am going to go for, and I think the producer John's on my side with this one. Players of former clubs who don't celebrate a goal.
3: Absolutely, get that in the bin straight
0: away. Okay, so former players coming back, yeah, scoring against their former club, club and, and then not, so, not so celebrating. They
1: put their hand up as if to apologise to the this this is the support and go. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Shut up. Run run there. Do the helicopter. <laughs> Honestly, go <laughs> for Do, it. You know what's I, annoying
3: I, bit about it as well, Ewan? It's yeah. like. When they do like they go up and they, they don't celebrate right, but all their teammates pile on top <laughs> and they're all celebrating with them and then they
1: kinda give a wee they smile. Go, they, they, go, they give a uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, dinner. No, no, no. They're just it. smiling Dinny. in the middle of them all. So what would, you're I, want I
2: see what, what you
1: want to see
0: is Craig Beatty scoring. His penalty against Celtic in the Scottish Cup semi-final yes. when he scores the penalty and then takes his top off <laughs> and like he that. runs around. Right That's down what then. you want to see. That's
1: what you want to see. I would have more respect for the player okay. if they actually celebrated the goal. That's what football's all about. Football's about scoring goals. It's a joyous occasion. You're playing for a football club whose fans are going crazy in the stand and you're stood there apologizing. Piss off with that nonsense.
0: At Big Football celebrate that is where you can follow us and that is where you can vote for former players not celebrating scoring goals against their former club. That is a nomination for getting in the bin this week in the Scottish football trash can. Okay, right, let's move on to some conspiracies.
1: It's a good one. Okay. ready for this one? So
0: Ewan Cameron doesn't believe that man landed on the moon? no i don't he has questions over whether the earth is round or not no 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 no. i'm not a flat earther and I, I i believe that we are round he thinks that <laughs> uh, some rounder than others obviously and he thinks we might be living in the matrix as well remember you can uh, subscribe on youtube at any time if you're watching us on youtube hello hello everybody Thank you very much hello everyone thanks for tuning in leave your comments below obviously and you can get involved in this as well what is this
1: week's conspiracy you and cameron We're going to go back to the 1998 World Cup. Okay. Do you remember that? I do remember that, yeah. France 98. It's the first World Cup I remember. Jim Leighton had 3-0 on his coupon against Morocco. I'm joking. No. It's it's, it's, (laughs) it's not. not, not. That's not a conspiracy. That's me just making it up. Yeah, exactly. The 1998 World Cup, the biggest match in football, is due to play host to two of the biggest stars on the planet. Zinedine Zidane. Up against Ronaldo. Yes. It was the final we all wanted. It was a matchup that we all wanted. And, it we, kind was, of, and we kind of touched on it last week. It
0: was the it matchup was, that Michel Plantini wanted as well.
1: And got what he wanted.
0: Yes. Yes. I, I, I remember that very vividly, that match, because it was on my ninth birthday. Oh, right. Okay. It was the day of the final. So, fond memories. I
1: got a Brazil top for my birthday. And you'd have been gutted to hear the news. That Ronaldo had been left out of the starting eleven. Ronaldo. Right,
0: so. It was what like I
1: could I could probably I could probably name you that Brazil team. Exactly. It was a great side. Exactly. Edmundo replaced Ronaldo in the starting eleven in the World Cup final of 1998. The superstar was mysteriously left out. The better was just a wee bit older at this stage, right. and nobody really quite understood what was going on. There was also talk at the time of some dispute within the Brazilian squad as the team had oddly failed to emerge for the pre-match warm-up. So not only did the team sheet come out to say that Ronaldo's not in the starting eleven, the actual squad didn't go out for the the warm-up. What was going on within that Brazil squad? So many questions were asked, so many theories were flying about. Then there was a revised team sheet was soon submitted Half an hour later, when they originally put out the the first eleven, where Edmundo was in, Ronaldo was out, and Ronaldo's name was back in. So they scored out Edmundo, and they'd written in, Ronaldo's playing. Mm -hmm. Ronaldo is back in the starting eleven for the World Cup final in France in 1998. And nobody was willing to answer the question as to why he was being left out in the first place. And since that day... There have been number of conspiracies surrounding the controversy as to why Ronaldo had been left out. So, what is clear from what we have, from what I've read is that he did suffer some sort of fit in the hours leading up to the final itself. Yes, and the coach Mario Zagallo made the decision around four hours before kickoff that Ronaldo the best player on the planet at that time would not play yet Ronaldo is apparently on record saying that he argued with Zaglo that he was fine and he was ready to play the match but Zaglo had made the decision, no, you're not playing so Ronaldo does turn up and he plays the game but he was not anywhere near the Ronaldo that we loved and adored during that World Cup
0: he was not right, the boy
1: no one of the most popular conspiracy theories around this is that Nike, the sponsors of Brazil in his boots, put pressure on Ronaldo to play that game from a sponsorship point of view. The best player on the planet had to play the game because Nike were the sponsors. Now Nike have clearly come out and said there was no evidence to support it. Uh, many believed the Nike conspiracy to be true, but Nike have said it's not true. And I'm actually with Nike on this. I don't believe that for a second. That that was a really interesting theory, but I don't believe it. The
0: man who would have replaced Ronaldo, Edmundo, says this. Nike's people were there 24 hours a day, as if they were a member of the technical staff. It's a huge power. That's all I can say.
1: But there was also problems within that Brazil squad. There had been fights... There had been disputes. Now, even if there was an issue with Ronaldo and he didn't play particularly well in the day, what was the excuse for Brazil not actually turning up for that final? There's more to it. I don't believe for a second it's got anything to do with Nike. I don't believe for a second it's got anything to do with Ronaldo. You think
0: that that France were meant to win that final? Is that what you're suggesting?
1: No, I'm not suggesting that. There was something that went on... And I don't... Listen... I think there will be the one day somebody will come out and explain exactly what happened on that particular day. I'm not quite sure we are close to the answer to that question.
0: I think. Why don't we get Mario Zagallo on the podcast? He's 92 years old. He's still going. What he, you, he'll
1: know. He was a manager. He, he will know. Listen, it could be a bit of everything. But there's one thing that is true is that Ronaldo um, took unwell four hours before the game. Okay. But then there was issues after that. If Um, you've got
0: any comments, any queries, any theories...
1: Aye, theories!
0: You can get in touch on YouTube, obviously. You can leave a comment there. You could. Or you can tweet us at Big football Scott. that's where you follow us we're also on Facebook Twitter and Instagram as well if you fancy giving us a wee follow there
1: right here's another one for you alright we've got another one Stephen Naismith mhm is he a football manager?
0: no I, th- I think that's quite conclusive he's, he's absolutely <laughs> not there's, there's no conspiracy theory there he, he just isn't <laughs> right Legends Lottery let's move on then it is time oh. okay. to do Legends Laurie. Right. So thing. so far we've failed to get Thomas Rodney, Davy Sinclair, who by the way keeps liking all our tweets. So he follow he follows us on Twitter. I don't know if you've noticed this producer John. Davy Sinclair now. Is follows.
3: that the genuine Davy Sinclair? I assume it is, unless somebody has
0: made up. He gets involved
3: <laughs> in the chat and everything. I love
0: it. Exactly. He's, he doesn't want to come on the show, but he likes he likes tweeting us on That <laughs> Big Football Scott all the time. And liking our tweets.
1: It's because we keep giving shouts out shout outs. That's what it is. So David, is Davy Sinclair?
0: D- David Sinclair is, you know, he's he's there or thereabouts. However, we did manage to phone Jose Katongo last week and invite him into the studio. Um, but he's not here. Okay. So I think Well well the reason he's not here is I think we should phone him again and ask him what he's been up to. C- can you get him on the phone John? Yeah, can we get Jose Katongo? Hold on. The on. Phone? Yeah,
1: can you dial? And we him can up?
0: we can call this bit. Jose called <laughs> and we'll just do what we're going to do every week is we're going to phone Jose Katongo and just find out whose weekend's been, because he's
1: that much a legend. He deserves he to be legend. on. He, he deserves to be on every week. But we'll just have a wee chat with him. Find out what. I mean, he's only doing the road in Hamilton. Hello, Jose Katongo, Sean Cameron here from the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Doing, All right, my man. Um, John, right, kill the music, mate. I will speak to this legend. It's Jose Katongo.
2: How you doing, Jose? Well, thank you. Where All are right. you just now? I'm in, in Glasgow Fort. All right. What are you doing? What are you doing a bit shopping? Oh, because, because I played the Masters Masters Saturday. I need that trainers. Oh right,
0: you're buying trainers. So you're you're playing in the Masters on Saturday. Who are you playing for? Playing for Hearts. Uh,
2: yeah. Amazing. Who else is in the team? Uh, our team is myself, myself, Rod McKenzie, mm-hmm. Stevenson, mm-hmm. Black, mm-hmm. and Bruno. Oh, Bruno!
1: Bruno the the Bruno. Ah, yeah, Bruno. Right, that, right. Sal, sal not Salvatore.
2: Sal, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Aye. Anyway, yeah, Bruno, right. And oh, I don't know, man. I'm a danderhead, man. <laughs> I'm a danderhead. <laughs> Hey, it doesn't
1: matter who's in that team. We've got Jose Katongo, and with Jose Katongo, we're going to win.
2: Oh, I'm going to do my best, man. Do my <laughs> best. Hey,
1: Jose, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking.
2: How old do you think I am?
1: I think that you are forty-seven.
2: Oh, I'm 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 gonna be forty-nine this year, fifty next year. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh,
1: we should ha- can we have can we throw you a party for your fiftieth, Jose?
2: Yeah, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Have you
1: got any plans for your 50th or can we make those plans for you?
2: (laughs) No, but I I try to take all my kids and go somewhere abroad.
1: Uh Oh, nice. Nice. That's nice. That's a good idea. So, Jose, what did you do at the weekend?
2: I had and I do a PT and then I had a party. Oh, you had a party? family party and then just come back home and chill oh, nice right. one. and um, where was my invite for the party mate I'm the, my son actually my two sons taken because the son's cousin right one, and I, they invite me I just
1: ah so you're a guest of a party ah, you're, a plus, ah, you're, you're the plus a plus one you're a plus one right okay right so Jose have you bought your trainers yet or are you about to buy them
2: Oh, nothing, man. Here. I went to all the shops, nothing, man. i was just going to play bare feet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You'll still be better than everyone else. You'll so, still you? be You'll better be... than
1: anyone else. Can I ask you one final question before I let you go? Right? See, when you were at Hearts, right, and Hearts were a really good team in that particular year that you were there under Jim Jeffries, should we have won the league?
2: We have evidence that that year we need ne- you know what I mean we have the players everything's just perfect filled the last few games and then we fed the way back yeah we should have won it Jose eh good man we in fire that time
1: oh we had fire oh, me and, and we had Jose go up front doing all his magic no everybody like oh
2: kill killed that okay, I'm like boom 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 <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> amazing right Jose we'll let you go and get your trainers but thanks very much for being on alright pal for my man. See you. Thank you very much, and Thanks for having me. Love you. Cheers, bud. Okay, bye. Bye bye. There he goes. Oh, I love that man.
1: He's great. Jose I, love him. I mean, Jose... I, w- I just want to put him in my pocket and take him home with Ho- Jose me. Jose And I'm going and I'm going I'm, I'm to sit him on my bunk on my bunker. I'm going to sit him <laughs> on my mantelpiece and then just just look at him. The only person
0: I know who uses the um, word the bunker. Is my gran who died about five years ago. That's what you call your kitchen tops. Your bunker, yeah, No, no. It's your
1: bunker. That's what it's called. John, what do you call it? Producer, John, what do you call it? Well, if, it's a bu- like like a kitchen bu- top. Aye, like yeah, it's a I bunker. Just, just it's called a the bunker. Aye, stick it in the bunker. No, never heard You never, heard, of that?
3: never
0: yeah.
1: heard that. never heard that, man. it an Edinburgh Fife thing? Must
3: be an Edinburgh 5 thing, eh? Yeah. Oh, John Smith Hawker, they don't have mm. kitchens. They just have, I don't know. <laughs> oh, just, here's the 5 Five talking. <laughs> they have a <laughs>
1: fire and a spit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's all they do. Exactly. They just... Well, we
3: all know who's getting the hard questions on the shootout today, <laughs> then. Yeah, <laughs> Let's go on to the shootout then. So, we're going to have
0: five questions each in our penalty shootout style, and we'll take turns to answer with Victor getting the bragging rights for the week. I am currently 3-1 in front after back to winning ways last week. So there's a slight twist, obviously. Top bins.
3: That means we can at any point ask for the top bin question it's a harder question but it's worth two points I came up with another idea for a lifeline if you'll hear me out on this one boys which should give you two lifelines I thought we could have a 50-50 ball as well where I gave nah, you a, an either or question yeah. as well yeah. nah, I only, but, you, I but you only get half a point for yeah, that exactly. I, yeah, exactly. and, and also
1: you're overcomplicating okay, it okay right, right. Yeah, exactly. well, make it making you know spruce it up you know keep it hey pun- punters are enjoying it just right. how we're doing it right host producer John yes. take it away Right, here we go. Oh, you flipped the coin to see who's going coin. first oh, No, I've not actually. Yeah. Yeah. Right, okay. You're
3: called this week. Right,
0: OK. I'll go heads. It's head.
3: Are so oh, you want to go first or second, Stephen? I will go first. You will go first. OK, then. Let's get this underway. First question out for you, Stephen Mill. The co- scores, by the way, currently you in one, Stephen three. Right, we already didn't know that. Shut your face. You really didn't know that. He said it about two minutes yeah. ago. I did say it. Oh, okay. did. Who's the current manager of Air United, Stephen. Lee Bullen oh, God. that is a goal One, for no. how much longer we don't know yes second bomb, aren't they yes struggling about it. obviously Falkert playing them tomorrow night so that might put the nail in his coffin who knows um, right Ewan yeah Celtic's Champions League group opponents Feyenoord are from which city Feyenoord Watch Dutch city or fire Nord
1: from. Oh my god! It must has to be that, isn't it? Did the beautiful says not do a song about it? <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go Rotterdam for anyone. Liverpool or Rome. There we no. go. go you in. <laughs> Thank
0: you Was it, ah, it's not, So Celtic are 66% of the way to
3: the beautiful South Song Because they've obviously got Rotterdam And they're going to Rome with yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Lancio <laughs> Very good uh, Right, okay Stephen yeah. St. Johnson's Matt Kuchereavi Scored two goals at the weekend But what nationality is he?
1: Oh, on? That's a good question He's Ukrainian Oh, good
3: Oh, it's a good game today, boys yeah. Come No on. one missing yet in? Yeah Who are Who is currently joint top scorers in the Scottish Premiership? Two players, currently joint top scorers in the Scottish Premiership. you want both? Yep. Shit, why? Right, okay, I'll get it. if you think that's unfair... That is unfair, that's that's like a topic question.
0: No, it's not, it's easy. Shut up. Right,
3: Keogh is one of them, who's the other one? Uh, John! I was about to say Keogh. You can't even just give him that. of this. Right, well, let's see if we can hit this one. Keogh is... One of the top scorers, because he, he'll complain, Stephen, that he had to give two answers.
1: Who's the um, other scorer? Who's, who's the other? He, who's the other go- Why are you moaning like a child? Look at you sitting there with your arms folded, face tripping you. Shut.
0: Up.
1: Get on with it. Um. He doesn't know, Stephen. Look. <laughs> uh. Um. <laughs> 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 uh, let me think. Is it Shanklin? It's not Shankland, is that? It? No, it's not Shanklin. Oh God. Is it Deutge? Is it Boyle? Can you just say something? Mate, you need to shut your face. You on have to shut your face. You do this every week and you piss me off.
0: I know because you take ages.
1: Every, no type... everyone
0: we've been we've been on for ages.
1: We've not been on for ages. We took ages to get us going, but we've not been on for ages.
0: No, we have been ages. How long have we been recording for John? It's over an hour. Ah, better over, yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's fine. Ah, <sighs>
0: Kyogo and. <laughs> That's not going to help you. It's not like Ant and and deck. Mocking and wise. Like, it's not Kyogo and. <laughs> like...
1: <laughs> oh. Do you know? Would you have a guess at it? Would you know? I, I would have a guess at
0: it. I don't know though. Both on three goals.
1: All right. I'm going to go with... <laughs> just go for somebody, please. I'm going to go with Shankland.
2: Is saved!
0: Don't tell me, John. Yes! Is it Bacchus? Ah, nah,
3: I, I would go Christian Dodge. It's Lafondra. Ah, i mm. He's
1: got just today's name.
3: Yeah. Fair Stephen! Enough. Yes? Next question. What's the name of St Mirren's mascot? The Paisley Panda.
1: Ewan! I'm not, I'm not yet going for top bin. You're not going for top
3: bin no, yet? No, not yet. Okay. You are getting B3 1, just to remind you. Just. Out with Scott McTominay, who was the other goal scorer in our last game against Cyprus? Scott McTominay got two. Who got the other one? <laughs> Sorry, repeat question, John. In our last game against Cyprus, Scott McTominay got two goals. Who scored the other? Right, okay. So the last time we played
0: Cyprus? It yeah. Yeah, I I was 3-0 at Hamden. It was 3-0 at Hamden. We were on the radio. Yeah. We, we were literally doing it for the radio. Okay. You, you were in the studio with me. Okay, and, and we were celebrating. <laughs> I would hope so.
1: Yeah, we celebrated Scott McTominay scored twice and somebody else scored once. That was a 95th minute winner, wasn't it?
0: No, we won No, we won 3 <laughs>
1: Which one was it where McTominay scores at the back post 95th minute winner? Israel. Oh yeah. And that was about <laughs> two and a half years ago. <laughs> See what I have to do? Honestly.
3: Scott, we won three now. Ah.
0: Uh-huh.
3: McTominay scored two. I McTominay mean, came off the bench and scored the two, didn't he?
0: Right, no more clues please, John. Ah.
2: Uh.
0: It's enough from you. Oh, come on. It's not that hard. It's really not. Just think of you a Scotland player. <laughs> There's no many of them.
1: Wasn't he Adams, was it? Ryan Christie. Fuck was no. it? If I get this wrong, am I out? No. But if you get your next question but right. If I get the next question right. You've yeah. won. Yeah. My he scored two. Who <laughs> <He> scored? Two. <laughs> What year was this? <laughs> <Or> was it, <laughs> it
0: was earlier on this year. Yes. You were moaning your chops off about this match. You were like, oh, he's got his tactics wrong, mate. He should be playing front because the back, mate.
1: We, we didn't, didn't start well, did we? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, I remember we were sat in Glasgow. Yep, we were in Glasgow. And we were sat watching that over yep. your shoulder and we were doing it live and I was yep. moaning and groaning about the tactics and the formation. Yeah, but who scored the first goal? Just tell us, please,
0: so we can all move on. I think...
1: <laughs> I'm going to kick myself here, am I not? I'm really going to kick myself Just here. Just go for it. I'm going to go with Shea Adams. Final answer. Yeah.
2: A Marshall saved!
3: Steven, go tell him. Super John McGinn oh aye I remember it now yeah of course you do right it's for the win Stephen this has been so easy this week right so easy (laughs) name any side Stevie May played for
1: between his two St Johnson spells oh just close it now finish it you're 4-1 up what do you mean? I could pick a club. I don't know the answer. Oh, you do know the answer. You're- oh, I can't I can't even think.
0: Oh, I'm going to kick myself I didn't get this. Oh. I'll give you
3: the tension music, Steve. Oh, give me right. that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I need yeah. that. Okay, oh, right, who's, it, okay. who's it going
1: to be? Is that up. your bag? I'm packing up. Is that your bag? That's my bag, yeah. What is that? That's my little bag. <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> bag.
0: It's the worst bag I've ever seen. In my oh, bag. my word. What, what is, is that? that? By the way, just go with Aberdeen or something. No, so just places. go, go yeah. uh, uh... Aberdeen. Ab- Aber- Aberdeen. Yeah. For oh. the wine. Oh, for for we... the wine. And I just want to... <laughs> can you hold that up to the camera? What is that?
1: That's my bag. That's my travel bag. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the worst that's the worst bag I've ever seen in my life by the way by by, the way way.
1: here we go here we
0: go it's got nine pockets nine pockets a 4-1 victory (laughs) for me today and ironically it is 4-1 in the series now as well I mean even the week that you won was a disgrace so it should actually be 5-0 to me it's not though it's 4-1 but the streak is back on two wins on the spin for me And I'm sure it'll be another one next week when we return on the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Thank you very much. And this has been the Big Scottish Football Podcast. A huge thank you to you all for listening and watching on YouTube as well. Remember, you can see us on YouTube by searching the Big Scottish Football Podcast or head to youtube.com forward slash at Clyde1SSB. Remember, you can subscribe there as well so you don't miss anything. And, of course, subscribe on all your podcast providers as well. And give us a big, fat, juicy five stars. Leave your comments as well. We'll read them out next week. And uh, here's some reviews, actually. This is a brilliant listen for any fan of Scottish football. Discuss all leagues and clubs and not the usual old firm only blethering. Thank you very much from Billy. Uh, Hello to. Don't let Ewan put you off. (laughs) So Clara says, Uh, apart from it being nice to have a laugh at Scottish football, it's also brilliant hearing Ewan the weapon getting wound up. that is it from
1: us on the Big Scottish Vibble Podcast bye bye see you next week